0: Hello, welcome to the Well Read Dames podcast, everyone. My name is Ashley Finley, and I'm here today with Lacey Daly, who's going to discuss her book with me, um, and kind of talk about her work and all that stuff. Hi, Lacey, how are you doing today? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm I'm great. I'm it's Friday. <laughs> Friday. Yep. It is Friday. Yes, I am a hundred percent. Ready for the weekend? I'm gonna try and see Star Wars. I don't know about you. I don't know if you like Star Wars, but <laughs> I've only seen
1: the first movie. That's oh, I like um, like a but New I...
0: Hope or like the old
1: ones were. The, it was the old one, but I actually think it's like Episode Four or something. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the only one I've seen. My fiance is a huge fan of Star Wars, so he made me watch that one, but that's the only one I've seen. I,
0: I mean, a New I've Hope been. is pretty good. <laughs> um empire strikes back is
1: probably better which is the next one (laughs) there's a ton of them now right like oh there's so many now yeah (laughs) maybe i should start the binge
0: yeah i mean it's it's there if you want to do it um i've already seen one star wars spoiler for rise of skywalker which i will not share so i'm going to try and see it tomorrow so that nothing else is spelled for me
1: (laughs) perfect social media will ruin it for you
0: it will it was like 6am and i checked my instagram and someone had talked about it in their story and i was like no Then oh, vlogging logging out there was no spoiler warning at all so but it's okay it wasn't a big deal so but i'm excited uh for this weekend for friday for star wars for all of it but i'm really most of all excited to talk to you so thank you for joining me today um i can't wait to talk about your book which for the record is called alma underwood is not a club Maniac, oh. which is one of the best titles thank um, you I love it because my first thought was like yeah you are like I've not read the book at all but I was like you probably are
1: <laughs> it took me a very long time to choose the title I sent it to beta readers without a title because it took me so long to choose that title because that's the title that I wanted but I was worried that people would think that it's too long or that mm-hmm. it would like just super crazy and wild but I ended up going with it anyway because I liked that it was long and kooky and strange because I felt like it fit the book so I'm glad that that was like something that caught your eye it did yeah
0: the the moment that that you shared the title with me I was intrigued because I was like has she been accused of being a kleptomaniac
1: is she a kleptomaniac (laughs) I love that somebody posted a review that's like the title lies she's a kleptomaniac. I'm like, girl, you're a liar. So I love that. you like. She is oh, I would,
0: I would not consider her a kleptomaniac.
1: I, I don't think she is either, but there are some reviews who are like, she's a kleptomaniac. The title lies. She needs to, she needs to get together and just believe that stop lying to herself. But I, I don't think that she's a kleptomaniac, but there are some people who think for sure that she is. So it's kind of a fun debate.
0: That's hilarious. Yeah, to each their own. Um, I feel I feel like her description of like a finder and purveyor of lost items and lost things is kind of more appropriate.
1: Yeah, I think she would describe herself more as like a, a treasure hunter.
0: Yes, versus yes, a modern day that. treasure hunter. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Although, as a germaphobe, I personally worried about her safety when she would find items.
1: That's too funny. I didn't even consider that when I was writing it about germs that's hilarious
0: it was like my first I think she has like a shoe or something she has like some kind of item and I was like don't touch that Alma
1: (laughs) yes I didn't even think about that my brother's a massive germaphobe I wonder what he was thinking when he was reading that that's too funny I didn't even consider that I'm not too much of a germaphobe
0: that's good that mentally for your health that's probably good (laughs) (laughs) um well let's talk about it so kind of what inspired this story uh, of rumor and alma they're such authentic characters they felt like real people to me while i was reading it um so kind of what was your inspiration
1: Uh, the actual inspiration behind the story started with michigan because i am from michigan grew up in michigan and i had written a handful of books at that point And I had never written a book that had taken place in Michigan. So I was like, what am I doing? I've got to write a book that takes place in Michigan. So it sort of started with that. And then I thought, how funny and kooky would it be if everybody in one family was named after a city in Michigan? So Elmo was born, and I sort of took like two years to plan this book because slowly but surely, all these crazy ideas were mashing together. So it really just began with me wanting to write this fun book about this family who was obsessed with the state of Michigan. All their kids were named after the state of Michigan. They had a dog named after the state of Michigan. And that's how Elmo was born. Her name came to me first. And then Rumor just, he sort of came to me slowly. I knew that I wanted him to sort of be homeless and the idea of sort of searching for something because she is a self-proclaimed treasure hunter but it sort of just came to me slowly people ask me all the time how I came up with the name rumor and it I swear to you it just it just like I woke up one day and I'm like his name is gonna be rumor like it just came to me it just felt right
0: I know what you mean. I feel like that's how things come to me when I'm writing, especially yeah. characters. Just, um, sometimes you have to like really search for a character name. Like you know what you want the name to kind of mean or represent when you hear it. Um, but other times you're like, the name is this. This is the name. <laughs> you
1: know? yeah, like you just sort of were like, it just clicks for you. It's like, boom. And that's sort of, it was like magic with this book. It, it all just sort of came to me quickly.
0: That's perfect. I'm from Indiana um, and I love Michigan. Um, It is a beautiful state personally in my opinion I and I've seen a decent amount of the country um, and I think I think that Michigan is underrated in like natural beauty
1: you know what I mean (laughs) there's I've heard that from a couple people we have like the awesome pure Michigan commercials that like Tim Allen narrates them and it shows off just like how beautiful it is and I remember one came on and was watching and one of my friends was like wow they're like michigan's actually really pretty and i'm like it it really is is tim allen who really narrates those he does he's the one who narrates them he's from michigan so that that's cool fun fact for you of the day yeah
0: he
1: learn something every day you guys
0: yeah. um we have the billboards here in indy like when you drive around like the city on the interstate there's like the pure michigan billboards really um, Mm -hmm. it's like just keep going north like (laughs) just get on I-69
1: until you hit Lansing and then just keep going north still you know (laughs) yeah. and there's a lot of jokes because Michigan has crazy weather and it's cold one day and hot the next but in the grand scheme of things it is very pretty here
0: it really is and I'm glad that no one was named Sagatuck which is like my favorite place in Michigan (laughs) because that's a specifically hard name to get around but um, I really enjoy this setting Um, I like that her parents ran this kind of, not unsuccessful, but challenging due to its location
1: (laughs) in. Yes, I I wanted it to be sort of kooky, like strange who would build a motel next to a freight train yard with nothing else around it. So I kind of wanted it to be kooky, but not like run down. And it didn't
0: seem run down, but it just it seems like kind of out of place with yeah. where they were with what they wanted it to be
1: with like a resort
0: feel to it, you know?
1: Yes, yep, exactly.
0: <laughs> and so I really
1: enjoyed that. Have you ever worked at a at a hotel or a motel? I have not worked at a motel or a hotel. That idea sort of came to me. I was at a convention for work and uh, my coworkers and I were in the hotel room and we had found somebody who was in the room before us left behind it was like an empty bottle of vodka or something and they had shoved it up in the corner of the closet and i was like wouldn't it be so cool if elma worked for her parents at a motel and kept all these strange objects that people left behind so that idea was sort of just morphed by my own experience and then my coworkers and i decided that we were going to leave an object behind up in that same spot of the closet so maybe somebody in that hotel found it and kept it and there's a real life Alma somewhere. I don't know. But that, that idea was more from that experience.
0: That's really great. I hope that there's some real life Alma up there and that they found it.
1: I, I do too.
0: That's great. I worked at um, a hotel in college for a summer. Um, I worked the night shift. It was, it was hard. <laughs> Cause I was also going to school uh, during the daytime. So I was kind of Thank a zombie you. most of that summer Uh, But it it rang very true working and kind of especially when it's slower and there's not a lot to do. Um, The whole kind of her relationship with her job rang very true to me. And um, it's very difficult to clean a room. I had to do it a couple of times and it is really, really hard work.
1: I can imagine. I'm sure some people just leave it. A tornado went through.
0: Oh yeah. Like we're talking, some people, and I mean, I don't know how, but I mean, I've seen headboards broken and side tape, like, oh like what God. were they? I don't even know They're how really you do this, but garden. some people really, I had someone take apart a sink once so that they could open a bottle of wine because they didn't have a corkscrew. <gasps> oh my. That's <laughs> That's, that was what they told me they did. They were like, Hey, it worked. And I was like, what did you do to the sink? <laughs> wow. and so people are um crazy crazy probably is the right word curious is probably a better term but it was also a college town so a lot of the people that came to stay were visiting um so hopefully it was a rowdier group than most people experience
1: (laughs) that is interesting who would think to take apart a sink for a corkscrew
0: Apparently it works. He was like, Don't worry, I put it back together. And I was like, I have no I have no response for that. I don't know. I don't even know how to check. I'm not That's <laughs> not, not what I do here. I know. I was like, well, I have the plumber's number if this goes bad. So <laughs> thank you for your stay here tonight. So but yeah, so I really I appreciated that dynamic. I thought it was really fun. And you can definitely find, I'm sure, strange things that people just leave behind. Yeah. Um and yeah. so I really liked that. Um Let's kind of talk more about the the characters kind of themselves, if you don't mind. Oh, sure. um, Alma, I loved Alma's positivity. She was just such a positive person. even even when things happened, like when Shep discovered her secret <laughs> and was rightfully very concerned and mad, you know? Yes. And she's just like unwavering in her optimism that everything is still completely fine and she just needs to make him understand what's going on. Um, so let's start with kind of with, with Alma, like what inspired her? Do you, do you feel like you yourself are a big part of Alma or she's a part of you? Um, kind of what made you go that route with her?
1: Um, I, I'd like to say that she is similar to me, but I, I am definitely not, as optimistic as Alma, but I would say Alma has like a fierceness about her. She's very loyal to the people that she cares about, and she's not afraid to stand up and to throw her arms in the air and say that this is who I am, this is who I love, and this is who I believe in, and I am similar to that as well. I'm very fierce for my siblings, very fierce about the people that I care about, but she is certainly much more optimistic and positive than I am. And I—that that is one of the reasons that I loved writing her. She is not, life does not get her down. She stomps on life. And she also hasn't really, her family, especially Shep, I love that you put that you loved Shepard. He sort of protects her in a way. And I think in this book, she starts to push him away and show him that she can kind of take care of herself. So- I, I think she's a little bit of me and just a little bit of her own magic. I I would
0: agree with everything you said. I I loved her. I loved how like strong she was. Everything to her is just kind of a challenge. It wasn't a problem. It was just a challenge, you know. Yeah, and she
1: I think she loved it.
0: I do too. I think that the challenge is kind of what, what drove her. And we won't get into it because I don't want to spoil it for anyone that's not read your book. But like when she reaches kind of the breaking point, I feel like for her character, the biggest challenge that she really has to overcome is when she realizes that she can't fix everything for everyone. Yes. Which is something I struggle with because I'm a fixer. Um, if there's a problem, I just try and solve it. Whatever the problem is, I try and find a solution, a workaround to
1: get to get through it,
0: you know? Gosh.
1: Um especially when it comes to her family or people she cares about. She she wants everybody to be as happy as her. So there there is a point in the book where it gets she kind of hits her breaking point.
0: And it was it was hard to read that part, but it was also really good to read that part because it's that's real life, you know, sometimes yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: for sure. Sometimes there's no good solution for your problems and you just kind of have to accept the situation presented to you um even even if it's hard even if it's heartbreaking um but let's kind of backtrack from that and talk about shepherd again because you're right i loved him i'm the oldest not luckily not a five but i'm the oldest of one sibling (laughs) i have a little sister and and by little i mean she's 32 so but i still think of her as my little sister you know yeah Like that never goes away. And I remember when I had to go and by had to, I mean, I was so excited, but when I had to go to college and move away from her and leave her, I mean, at our house, which was fine, but just on her own, really, for the first time, it was, it was terrifying, you know, and you want to make sure that they're okay. And then if anything, whenever anything does happen, it's just a complete feeling of panic because you're so separated. Right. Right from them just because you moved away
1: absolutely you feel left out and you want to know what's going on 24 7.
0: and i feel like shep specifically had his finger on the pulse of what was going on 24 7 because he had to because his parents were always working and so i feel like he was in a way the parent or the parental figure and then he had to you know for his own life move away and the stress that that caused. I really enjoyed his character, even when he was kind of a stubborn, <laughs> stubborn figure yeah. to deal with. Um, but I don't think you could ever be mad at him. You know, <laughs> everything
1: he does is out of love. So I, it's it's hard to be mad at him, but there are moments where you, I would kind of roll my eyes. Shepherd is loosely based off my own brother. He's actually uh, my younger brother, but I have a younger brother who goes to U of M for mathematics, like Shepard does. And um, Hmm. uh, many of his reactions towards Alma and his other siblings are based off of my own brother. And when I was sort of writing those scenes of, hmm, how would my brother react if this were to happen? And many of Shepard's sentences and reactions are based off of my own brother.
0: I like that. I, I, I bet he enjoyed reading that in the book, or maybe he cringed. I don't know. I don't know this which way it would this go.
1: Actually, um, this is the first book of mine that my brother has read. And I have well, I have written, yeah, I've written about seven now. And this is the first one that he has read all the way through. And he texted me and he's like, wow, this is like, really good. And I was like, thank you. Like. <laughs> like, I think that was a compliment. So I think, and I knew that he knew right away that Shepherd was loosely based off of him, but he didn't say anything like, what? I, I wouldn't do that because we all know that he would. Right? And he was
0: like, I am called out by this but Um, no I mean I I feel like any sibling in that situation would I mean and when his character would come along and kind of bring responsibility and accountability to like Alma's entire situation it was it was hilarious because as a reader you're in Alma's corner um but as like a sibling I'm like well Shep is completely correct in this situation that this is kind of dangerous you know
1: he kind of provides the voice of reason to the situation like did anybody stop and think about this because all the other siblings they're like no no we
0: yeah all the other siblings were immediately on board like and i love that she thought she was being so sneaky and then everyone else was like you're not quiet everyone knows what's going yep. on mm-hmm. and what's going on to be clear if someone hasn't read the book is that alma brings rumor kind of into their lives and she tries to do it on the DL, like she doesn't want anyone to know that she's helping rumor, and so she's sneaking around trying to like bring him food and stuff like that. and she's not as sneaky as she thinks no, she is <laughs> not at all
1: they, they all know what's going on and of course Shepard feels left out because he's away at college and I think that that's part of Shepard's reaction too is that all these other all the other siblings know what's going on. The family dog knows what's going on and he doesn't and I think a lot of it he felt left out, felt like he couldn't protect or have a hand in what is going on
0: poor Shep. <laughs> poor thing. So your brother was loosely the um, inspiration for Shep's character, which I think is great. Uh, and his character was written really well. Um, I, I, Even though sometimes I was like, stop ruining everything, Shep. Like I wanted more of him in the story because I really enjoyed him. Um, he was definitely, I felt like the um, the most present of all the siblings, even though he was the one that was there the least, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> All the others went along with the flow pretty much with whatever was going on um a question that i have and this is from my own perspective so with my second book right now it's the first time i'm really writing a male character's point of view and it which is challenging for me since i'm not a guy and i don't know how their minds work exactly um but i felt like you did a fantastic job writing Mm -hmm. Rumor. So what would you say kind of inspired him or not specifically that as much, but what tips would you share for female writers writing a male character's POV?
1: I have fun fact. I've actually written from a male perspective more than I have a female perspective. Like when I total up all the words that I have written in a male perspective versus a female perspective, there have been more words written in a male perspective. And I actually find it, I, I love it very much because one, it is challenging, but two, I think it's super, super interesting. And I would say that it, it's hard to remember. And I have really awesome beta readers too because I have this one friend and she would be like, girl, this is not how guys talk to each other. So I, I have people to correct me. So I would always say that, make sure that you've got beta readers and try, if you can, to have one of your beta readers be a male or even two of your beta readers be a male, especially because for me, I write typically teens or young adults. And if you're writing a, a an adult man versus a teenage male, very different, s- super different. But I, I'm very close, like I said, with my brother, very close with my cousins I grew up in a small town where I was I had a lot of male friends growing up. So I sort of know how they talk to each other, but also one of my cousins is my best friend and I would call him up all the time and spend an hour or so on the phone with him. I talk to my fiance all the time about if this happened to you, how would you react to it? So I have some really awesome people in my life that I pull from, but a lot of it is just like growing up and just witnessing how males talk to each other and also my fiance is super awesome and he will share his feelings on just about anything so I can pull from that as well
0: I think that's really good insight and really helpful um with the other episodes of the podcast so I do two types of episodes on this podcast uh one is when I talk to amazing indie authors like yourself and The other is when me and my friends drink too much wine and we discuss books that we've read, like more mainstream kind of
1: books.
0: (laughs) And although we have done indie authors, um, and I want to do more of that, uh, but a funny thing is uh, my best friend Susie, who's on the book club portion of the podcast, she always takes issue with the way male characters are written if she feels like they're not realistic. And I shouldn't say always, but she frequently enough brings it up that I am so paranoid (laughs) writing male perspectives. Um, but I, I have to, and I hope I'm doing a good job, but I think that's really good advice for anyone, um, because you want it to feel authentic yeah. and like a real person, like the way a real person would think and talk and they have their own emotions and dialects and how they talk to their friends is different than how they talk to their love interest and, or, you know, sure. versus a girlfriend or a boyfriend, yeah. you know, conversationally everyone changes the way they yes. talk. With who they talking to, their deal.
1: inner thoughts are very different, especially with Emma and Rumor because they're teenagers. So th- their inner thoughts are different just because they're teenagers, and their reaction to things are oftentimes more severe and more intense and quick and spontaneous and less thought out because they're teenagers. So that was really fun to write, but it it can be challenging because you do want it to feel authentic, but I I always keep someone close by, and I ask them. My fiancé reads all of my books, so he always tells me. He always has feedback for me, and then m- male beta readers—they're hard to come by, unfortunately. But if you can find one that you you trust, then I would always suggest a male beta reader for sure.
0: I think that's really good, but like you said, also very no, hard to find. Um, <laughs> hard to find. <laughs> really hard to find. Like way too hard to find. Um, I feel like even male indie authors are hard to to find and connect with um, because I feel like there's the communities, mostly it's probably like 80% yes, women, <laughs> at least on the Instagram community and then like 20% men, yes, you know, so for sure. I would love more male feedback. I would love, I don't know. I don't think a male has read my book. I would love for a guy to read my book and then tell me what they think. Um, for better, or for worse, even if they completely hated it, <laughs> I would just love the feedback.
1: For, I say that too. You, even if you don't like it, I want to know what you thought of it.
0: Yeah, like, why didn't you like it, exactly. you know? And, and if it just wasn't for you, that's fine. You don't need to like it. But I still want the feedback, yes. you know? <laughs> right. I, I'm the same way. Exactly. Yeah. So that would that would be exciting. I know my uh, best friend, Justin, has my book, and he, he's not a big reader. And so I'm like,
1: hey, you should read my book. You should crack <laughs> it open.
0: You're in the dedication. Yeah,
1: Netflix is cool, but so is my book.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what's really cool? My book that your best friend wrote. Yeah. You should read it. <laughs> I like that too. Hey you should read it and i think it's funny because i'm glad that your fiance reads your books my husband does not read my work or have any interest he doesn't even ask me about it i don't think he knows what it's about or the characters um and that's fine because i i don't want him to read it. i'm terrified of him reading it i really don't want him to read it (laughs) it just sits at our house and i'm like never pick this up okay all right
1: don't
0: open it you can just don't open it and that's great. Like my mom read it. That was embarrassing enough. I'm like, I you cannot read this book, so
1: <laughs> my mom reads mine too. Uh my my grandma has read some of them. Um, but she told me she skips over any sexy parts. She's she's like, I just flip flip those pages and just skip all of them, which works. That's good advice.
0: That's what I told my mom to do. I said, "Just skip if there's and you know, because there is in my books. There's there is a lot, and I'm like, just skip it, right? Just (laughs) and she said, "Oh, it doesn't bother me. You're like, but it bothers me though. I was like, you're not the one I'm worried about. (laughs) (laughs) You're not the one who wrote it so but i think i think it's good um i would my grandma loves reading and she loves romance novels but she does not get to read this and i try and always buy her pretty clean romance books because she's my grandmother um and i remember i was at like barnes and nobles a couple of years ago and i went to the romance section and all the titles were like the workman's tool and i was like i can't buy any of these books for my grandma
1: my fiance's grandma actually asked for one of my books for Christmas last year and it, it was before I had written this book and I'm like oh I was like no 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 no. I was like nope I'm like Tristan you're gonna have to stall her <laughs> I was like just let me so now this year we're gonna give her Alma Rumors book for Christmas because it is young adult coming of age romance so it's it's the cleanest book that I've written so if you're looking for a book for your grandma people this one is good one that I would put this is a good book
0: i want my stepdaughter to read this book she's 14 she just turned 14 like the week of thanksgiving um and so i want her to read it but she's still at that point which i'm completely fine with but she's still at the point where like romance grosses her out (laughs) you know you go through that phase as a kid where like anyone kisses and you're like ew like she's still somehow in that phase at 14
1: yeah my my favorite though she's like very similar Oh what would you say? Sorry. My sister is 10 and she she's <gasps> like that as well. The idea of relationships is just like eh, to her and like well,
0: yeah, it's, it's like, just like icky. Just- <laughs> and I think I think sometimes I can tell like if she like secretly has a crush on an actor cuz suddenly she'll know a lot about a specific actor. <laughs> and I'm like, "Tell me more on this." <laughs> um, but I think that she would love this book, but I need I need to get her like a little, she needs to get a little older. So that I think if I handed her a book with any kind of romantic plot line, like instead I bought her the Hunger Games <laughs> this year. Okay, perfect one. I was like, there's barely any romance and it's very action-packed. Like she likes action stories um or adventury kind of books. So um, but I, I like as I was reading this, I was like, Danny has to read this book so we can talk about it. <laughs> so it's really good. Um, so this is kind of so that I take it this is your first like YA book.
1: Um, yeah. Yes, I, I would think so. The first book I ever wrote Um. is also YA, but I think this one is really more tailored towards um young adult, teenagers, that sort of age. There have been um several adults like you who have read the book and have loved it, but I think that it really, when I was writing it, I was sort of writing it for young adults and teens kind of like man when I was growing up I wish that there was more books like this because I loved Sarah Dessen growing up she is a super awesome Casey West is a super awesome like YA romance novel but I had like going to the library in school there was not romance that was offered and we when I was in school in middle school we got it was called silent sustained reading and every single day at the beginning of the day we would start off from 8 to eight thirty. 30 we would get that half an hour to read and every week we'd go to the school library and pick out a book and there was romances were just not an option and I don't know if they just didn't consider it to put it in there but like twilight was the closest thing to a romance and I and I was a twilight fan growing up but I was super bummed so writing this book I was sort of thinking of what is a book that would go perfect, that w- would be appropriate to put in a school library that girls my age or even guys could read? So I think I really sort of tailored it to that age and for that audience. But I, I do think that it's a book for everybody. My mom loved this book. My grandma loved this one. So it's really for anybody who loves love, I think.
0: I would agree. And I love YA. I wish there had been more YA when we grew up. Um I feel like it's a fantastic category that has kind of emerged in the past 15 years. Um, For sure. Because before it was, it was like, there were classic novels that you could read, which I read, you know, and then there, there was like horror, like there was like the Stephen King and Rice genre that you could read.
1: There's a ton of Stephen King in the library growing up.
0: Right. And that was all fine. And I love Stephen King, but there's like disturbing stuff in those books um but there wasn't really anything written for teenagers that wasn't little kitty like there was like little kid books but there wasn't really anything for when you're awkward and 15 and you want to read something about someone your age going through something similar to you or even if it's like a dystopian nightmare where you can still somehow identify with the kids because your life might feel like a dystopian nightmare even though it's totally normal you know (laughs)
1: Yeah, absolutely. When I first discovered Sarah Dessen, it was in a Barnes and Noble and my friend had pointed her out and I'm like, there's books like this? What? Because that's way before I knew what Goodreads was. And now I always tell like my sister and her friends, I was like, Goodreads is awesome because you can find books on there. But that was before I knew what the heck Goodreads was. So I didn't even know that both like Sarah Dessen wrote awesome YA romances. I had no idea that 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 existed just because it wasn't available in the library so
0: i would agree i would agree so i loved it i love the genre i i think it would be challenging to write the genre um just to write teenagers i think would be hard um but i liked it and i like that your characters although they make mistakes um their mistakes make sense like there's a reason behind them i feel like a lot of times when you read ya The character does something complete because you need like a plot twist or drama or something. So the character does something completely out of context for them, basically,
1: you know? Mm -hmm. Something completely outlandish. Yeah. And you're
0: thinking as the reader, you're like, what are you doing? Like, you want to scream at the book, but it's not because you're impressed. You're just kind of mad because you know where it's going. And you're like, all right. And so I feel like a lot of the times, especially with kind of teenage characters, like, you can feel mad at the characters because their decisions suddenly don't seem to make sense but i felt like alma's and rumors decisions even when they were bad even when you're like don't do it you know you understood their motivation it felt real it felt authentic still so i really appreciated that and i thought that that was actually really impressive for for a book or a character in general
1: (laughs) i i try to make sure that all of their decisions have an intention behind them and i then i hopefully that I was able to sort of explain the intention behind the decision. Cause I know that there's a big decision that Alma has to make in the book. And I wanted her intention for that decision to come across. And sometimes I get too intense and I write the why so much that I have an awesome cousin, she's my best friend. She's like, Lacey, you could have said this in one sentence and you've got six paragraphs here, you need to cut it down. So sometimes I'm a little paranoid that readers won't understand why I put something in a book or why a character's reacting the way that they are. Because I just want people to know the intention behind their decision or their reaction.
0: I think that's so key to, to like actually good writing, even if you do overdo it. I mean, whenever you're writing something, really the first draft is telling yourself the story <laughs> and, and I feel like it depends on the mood you're in as well. Sometimes you're really in the groove and it, the words are just flowing and everything is great. And other times it's like a real struggle to get words oh. on the page. It just, it just depends as you write. Um, Absolutely. And for example, last night I was writing and I was like, in one of those like great, like, woo like I've been like on a really, like I've been on a tear of writing. It's been amazing. Um, Cause I kind of write in spurts, but <laughs> I was, oh. I, I read um, like 500 words that I'd written like the couple of days before. I have a sinus infection right now, so I'm on antibiotics. So it was a section that I wrote when I was like sick, like sicker before I got medicine <laughs> and sleep deprived. <laughs> I read this last paragraph and I was like, that is so bad.
1: Isn't that the bet When you're like half asleep and you write something, and then the next day you go back. You're like, is this even English? You're like, yeah. what?
0: Are I these like, words? It like wasn't a hard concept, but it was a thing where I was trying to get like just a concept across, but I couldn't do it in a sentence. So I took a paragraph and then I read the paragraph back and I was like, oh, no. Yeah, oh, I'm not putting this in. This is not
1: making the final cut.
0: I was like, we're just going to we're just going to move on from this and we'll touch this later in the rewrite. We're like, we're not even going to look at that right now. <laughs> and we're moving yeah. on. Yes. And so. Um, what do you find? Um, how long have you been writing, by the way? Like, how many, like, how long would you say you've been, like, writing, writing? Writing, writing? I, I started starting... writing at, like, the moment I could write and it wasn't good. So I, <laughs> like, writing, writing. Yeah,
1: no. The, the first book that I wrote was called The Glowing Green Door when I was in elementary school. So that's, like, when I started to write, like, fun little stories. But, like, writing, writing, I was in college. So it was a couple years ago now, almost three years ago is when I really started writing. I was a full-time college student working two jobs. And I was like, hey, let's write a book. <laughs> I'm not busy enough. So let's write a book. <laughs> let's write a book. Let's do it. And it, it was fun. And I really enjoyed the experience writing my first book because I didn't tell anybody I sort of wrote the book and dropped it like it was hot and I my fiance was my boyfriend at the time he knew and my best friend knew and then my brother knew those were the only three people which feels like a lot if you're from a small family but I have a ton of cousins that I'm very close with my parents I have six siblings so and I didn't I only told three people and it was a lot of fun there was no pressure I was just writing for me I had no idea what I was doing I didn't get an editor I just dropped it like it was hot on Amazon and I'm like what this is so cool I'm on Amazon (laughs) but it, it was a lot of fun I've learned a lot the past three years like a lot of law and it's really been an awesome journey and I'm just excited to keep going and to just keep writing and writing and writing
0: I think that's great I think that's such a great story and a great way to do it um when you get your book on Amazon, it's, it's like an amazing feeling, and it's confusing because I mean, <laughs> it's finally like, am
1: I done? Like, <laughs> you're like, uh, what happens next? Like, do I write like another one? Like, it, it's really cool to see your name like on a platform like Amazon. It's it's really cool. Exactly.
0: Well, I'm so glad that you did, um, and that you've kept writing. Um, is there a part of writing that you enjoy like the most of the
1: process, or that you find the most challenging? the whole um process of writing a book like the actual writing the book i think is the easiest part a-, a lot of people in my life they're like wow that must be so hard to write the book and i actually think like coming up with ideas and that sort of thing is the easiest part actually marketing the book and promoting the book i think is the hardest part of the whole process just because there are thousands and hundreds of incredible indie authors traditional authors romance authors are just sort of taking the world by storm right now so it's it's really hard to get your name out there and to let people know hey my book exists and you should read it so I, I think that's the hardest part of the process is just getting your book out there so people know that it's even there that it even exists
0: do you have any suggestions for upcoming authors I, I try and put this out there when I started this podcast I hadn't my book was not finished. It was in the rough draft stages still. And so I liked to ask selfishly for myself um, of any suggestions that you have for readers. But that's one of the reasons I like to do this is if anyone is listening that is working on their book, just for one, keep doing it. And two, um, if if we can teach you something, like I would love that you know because any help you can get it's so it's like the internet is great but it's also just like a black hole of information that yeah. you can never know enough of for sure. you know
1: and it can be, it can be scary sometimes to decipher through like because what what works for me doesn't work for someone else i will say that social media is having a social media presence is i think is very important when i first started writing I had zero social media presence. I, I didn't really understand why I needed to. So I'm like, my book's on Amazon. People are going to see it. It's going to be fine. Why, why do I need an Instagram? But w- once I started getting like actually like really working at staying active on my Instagram, that makes a huge difference because people can find you there. You can put your social media information in your book. So if somebody does happen to find your book on Amazon, they can see that. They can find you having book friends I've made a ton of friends through Instagram that you because we sort of ask questions to each other like hey I'm doing this for the first time or I'm writing this for the first time or even if someone's writing hey Lacey I'm writing from a male point of view for the first time let's chat about it sort of making connections and making friends and having a social media presence I think it makes a huge difference and also it's just a lot more fun if you have friends who enjoy the same thing you do who share your passions it's it just makes the experience just so much more fun
0: I would agree I feel like my writing life changed the moment that I started my Instagram account although it was the scariest thing it was possibly scarier than actually publishing my book was like actually kind of going out into the world and being like it's me it's <laughs> I'm me. writing something yeah I'm announcing
1: it to strangers but I'm still terrified <laughs> for sure and cuz especially because you're you're putting a lot of yourself out there when you have a social media account i mean when you write a book you're putting a lot of yourself into it as well but having especially posting selfies and just you're really just letting people into your life and it can be scary but i have had nothing but awesome experiences in this indie romance author community everybody has been super nice and welcoming and supportive to me And of course, there are always just certain stories that you hear that there are bullies and such, but I have not had that experience. I have found some really supportive, awesome, encouraging people, and I don't think that my writing life would be the same had I not started this presence and put myself out there.
0: I'm so glad that you love the community it sounds like as much as I do. I mean, I do polls all the time just like for fun, you know, like for little things, like I did a poll for my book covers and I was like, Hey, I'm looking at these book covers. What do you guys think? You know? Yeah. And I got amazing feedback, you know, it was like, this one's my favorite. I do like this one, but I feel like it's a little like, I don't remember the word. Oh, it was like, I feel like it's a little like, I don't know, dirty or whatever. And I
1: was like, okay, well, that's, not exactly what I'm going for you know (laughs) exactly they're always they'll give you opinions without being they can be critical without being mean or yeah it's it's not like a personal
0: it's never personal you know it's just like here's my opinion I want you to succeed
1: you know even if they don't like there are people who I don't even know personally who will reach out to me just to say especially when I dropped the cover for rumor and Elma, this was the first cover that I had designed by myself and I was super nervous about it, but I got so many awesome messages saying how cute it was and how fun it was. And it just, it makes a difference in the way you wake up in the morning. You just have a bigger smile on your face. When you go to sit down, you feel a little bit more confident that you've got knowing that you've got this whole community of people on your side. It's really, it's really awesome. It makes a huge difference.
0: Well, I'm so glad um let's kind of talk about what like what's coming next for you um i know that you just really in the, in the <laughs> scheme of things this was just a published book very recently um do you have plans already for what you want to do next or ideas
1: I, I do um i am gonna write another ya it, it's title currently it has no title sort of like elma and rumor's book did not have a title at first It is a boy. it's a um mm romance, which is male male romance. I actually have written several um male male romances. That's actually why that my word count for a male point of view is much higher than a female point of view. I wrote a coming of age YA male male romance uh like a year and a half ago, but I think it it's it borders a little bit on new adult. I think Elma and Rumor harnesses the young adult much better than this other book did and I love it very much but I do think that it it is for maybe the older age young adult versus the high school young adult um but this book that I am planning to write and I'm sort of still in the beginning stages of I think it will be more along the lines of a rumor and elma young adult versus the past um coming of age mm romance that I wrote before that's very exciting I I'm very excited about it. Um, my mom keeps asking me questions about it and I'm like mom just just let me let me chill let me get my ideas down. I, I've i got <laughs> of course like a plot line and this is one that I've been thinking about for a long time and for for me I, I like to know the details of a book before I start writing. It, it's hard for me to just be a pantser. I know people say are you a ploncer, plotter or a pantser? I like to say that I'm both sometimes I'll just fly by the seat of my pants but I can't start a book like that I have to know where I'm going and a lot about the characters before I start so I'm just sort of in that stage like getting to know the characters and I'm kind of strange I don't know if anybody else does this but I will write scenes that I know are not going to be in the book I just write scenes from the point of view of these characters before I start writing the book so I can get a feel for like what they sound like and who they are to me and how i vibe with them so i have like on my computer just a bunch of random scenes with these characters that will never make it into the book it's just something fun and a way for me to get to know them and that's sort of where i'm at right now in this process
0: that's such a great idea of getting to know your characters it, which is really a hard process um i did uh, I like to do monthly challenges on Instagram because one it gives me a topic to post about every day, so I'm not in the weeds for my own ideas uh but two, there was one where I did an entire month posting kind of from a villain's perspective um so I have this character, Violet, in my new book coming up, and I won't say if she's like truly evil or not, but she's definitely kind of like catty, you know. <laughs> And she doesn't really love my MC Ella Rose. And so, but it really helped me of thinking of these prompts from her perspective to develop her character from something that was just kind of flat and I need a villain to a kind of authentic person with motivations as to why. I mean, she had motivations, but like to develop the motivations for why she doesn't like my other characters and why she wants to cause chaos um, and how far she wants the chaos to really go, you know? And it was funny because at first I was like, this character is not redeemable. And then throughout the month of doing these challenges, I was like, maybe I can redeem her. I don't know. (laughs) I kind of fell in love with her and I was like, oh, you're kind of evil, but I like you. You know. (laughs) I I really
1: enjoy writing um, from sort of a darker perspective. You wouldn't know that reading Elma under Underwood's not a kleptomaniac because that book is super fun and happy and light and lovable, and there aren't super dark moments in it. As far as Rumor and Elma, they are not super dark characters. But I do have a series of books called um, Specter and Mischief, and they are books about hackers, and they sort of live this criminal world. And there is a there's a villain in it, and writing him I did not write from his perspective but I wrote his dialogue and who he was in it and it was so much fun like just going to that place of just like sort of darkness and getting kind of creepy it was so much fun and I I don't know who who, like people are listening to this at home they're like this girl's crazy but it was just a ton of fun (laughs) I loved it
0: I, I mean I think it is because it's things you can't do with
1: like your you're more morally clean com- characters you know right because some people are like what like I could never have written the dialogue that this man says in these books if I would have put it in rumor Namo's book people would be like what <laughs> I just feel like when it, comes, you when it comes to a villain I think there are more lines that you can cross and it, it just beca- it just is it gives you more options and it's a ton of fun I,
0: I like that. I like that idea. And I'm very curious about this. I can't imagine buying a hacker's perspective. I don't know enough about computers.
1: And- I, I didn't know anything about computers. But again, I have a huge family and I'm super close with my cousins. When we were in high school, there was like eight of us in high school at the same time in this tiny town. And one of my cousins, he just graduated from Michigan Tech and he is a computer scientist. And so when I was writing those books, we went to the bar and we got a drink and I just grilled them for like over an hour about everything that I could about computers. And it was a ton of fun. So I have some really awesome people in my life who helped me with ideas and writing these books. But yes, writing from a hacker's point of view was a ton of fun. I love I think that's excellent. I think one of my
0: favorite writer memes, which I love writer memes in general, but I think one of my favorites is... It's like a clip from, like, Avengers or something where Black Widow asks Tony Stark, um, and I'm sorry if you don't know these characters oh, and yeah. anyone listening, yeah, but American. she's like, okay, good, and she's like, when did you become, like, an expert on, like, I don't know, like, quantum physics or, like, whatever the topic is, and he just goes, last night.
1: Exactly, last night, when I spent forever researching it
0: exactly and I'm like that is that is the best encapsulation of like doing writing research you're like oh I've got to learn everything about this right now I
1: love when people post like when writers they we always are constantly researching crazy outlandish stuff and people are like I love when my friends post like oh the FBI is probably going to show up at my door and that's sort of hard when I was researching for the books that I wrote about the hackers I was researching some crazy stuff and I'm like the FBI is coming for me like I can feel it. Like if anybody looked at my search history, they would, ooh, they would think I was crazy. They're like, why are you researching that? But then you also, know what you and, to... and it, I think that's hilarious. Yeah. But it's it's necessary.
0: Like you have to do it if you want to put it in your book. Like you need to yeah, know exactly. um, certain things. Exactly.
1: Um, and so, but then away, I asked like, my, my husband once. I was like. I'm sorry, what? Well, we I do think it's cool because then we walk away with so much knowledge about this topic that not a ton of people know about or your average Joe on the street doesn't know and you just, we just have a ton of, our brains are just filled with crazy knowledge and fun facts about outlandish, crazy topics. It's awesome. It is.
0: Yeah. And I, I listened to like other podcasts about like, not just writing, but about other things. And once I was like, to my husband, I was like, did you know that the femur is the most painful bod- bone you can break in the human body? <laughs> And he was like, "What?" And I was like, "I'm gonna put I'm it in, like, my gonna in my
1: book." Just letting me. Know that. And he was like, "Okay." Thank you for letting me know that. You're like, you're welcome.
0: He was like, "That's creepy." Thank
1: you for telling me. Yes, I
0: love it. I, it's fun. It's fun, and exactly, and hopefully. The FBI people that listen to us through our phones
1: understand we're writing. We're writing, and we need the to book. know. Because well, we always have proof too when they come knocking on their doors. Why were you researching that? You can just, here's the book, read it, here's the proof. I, I put it in a book. I'm not crazy. We always have proof.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, oh, great, male beta readers yes. here. <laughs> yes. Can you give me some feedback? <laughs> How do you find the
1: male beta reader? Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's hilarious um well thank you so much for joining me today and and talking about all of this stuff um and about your book what do you want your readers to know that we haven't covered if anything here today on this podcast Mm -hmm. like what do you want to tell them
1: oh my goodness
0: about my books
1: or just about me in general
0: anything really about your books about how to follow you on social media um really about yourself whatever you want to share um
1: i would say that the best way to sort of get to know me and stay um, in the loop of what I'm working on and what's going on in my life would definitely be Instagram. My handle is at Lacey Daily Writer. I post almost every day. The holiday season is sort of kicking me in the butt and I'm posting a little less than I would. But I wanna, if you want to get to know me because I'm one of those people, I know there are some authors out there, they post strictly about their book, which is right for them. But I am just... I post a little bit about everything and I post really strange, odd things like today I posted a selfie about us doing a podcast and in the background, there is like a half of a mannequin wearing a tutu and people message me and they're like, what, what is that? So if, if you (laughs) want to get to know me, I say that Instagram is the best way to do it. And I love chatting with people. I love when people message me random things like, why is there a half of a pink mannequin wearing a tutu in your office? i love it and i love chatting about books not just my books but any books in general i am a huge reader i read i'm constantly always reading a book or rereading a book so chat with me about chat with me about books it doesn't have to be my book any book i'll chat with you about even if i haven't read it tell me all about it because i love to chat books
0: I think that's great. And yes, it's anytime you want to share a good book, please let me know too, because I'm also always on the hunt for like the next good read. So
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll talk about books all day, every day. And sometimes the people in my life are super awesome, but they don't want to hear me talk about Colleen Hoover's newest release. But there are people on my Instagram, these friends that I've made that will talk to me all day long. So it's the best place ever.
0: I agree. It's, and I think about that all the time. I'm like, no one in my life, even my closest best friends want to talk about books or my book or my thoughts on books as much as people on my well, Instagram. It's, it's a really
1: awesome community. And if anybody is listening that doesn't have an Instagram or is hesitant to join, even if they're not a writer, if they're just a reader or want to start a blog, Instagram, the community is, is super awesome. And I know that it has been toxic for some people, but in my experience, it's it's just the best ever, and it's been super positive and awesome. So I would always encourage people to join. And if you don't know who to follow, follow me, chat with me. I'll introduce you to some awesome, super awesome friends that I have made. Well, that is
0: wonderful. And yes, follow Lacey, everyone that's listening to this. Her content's amazing. Your Instagram is, like, very open and friendly feeling, so I'm, I'm sure that is a testament to your character and also as to hopefully why you only have positive experiences yeah, on Instagram. I, I try and keep everything very positive on Instagram. I don't try and go on rants or post like my personal drama. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? I, I <laughs> like, do have to
1: positive. I want it to be yeah, positive. Yeah, a lot of times when people wake up, the first thing that they do is open up Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. And you just want to start someone's day off with something that makes them smile, you know? And I, I think about that when I'm posting. I do try to keep it real as much as possible, but I don't I don't go on a, a ton of rants.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining me on here today. It's been wonderful talking to you. Um, if you ever want to come back, let me know. We can talk about future books when they come up and or just talk about, we could just talk about books that you like. It's totally fine. I could talk about
1: books <laughs> all day, so it sounds good.
0: Well, thank you so much, Lacey. Everyone listening, make sure that you follow her at Lacey Daily Writer. And I will say that her name is L-A-C-E-Y. Um, because I know like three Lacey's and some use the E and some yes. don't. So <laughs> I always keep that in mind. And I'm like Lacey with an E. So thank you so much for joining You're me, daily. Lacey. And I look forward to reading more thank of your you work. Thank you so much. I had a ton of fun. Thanks. All right. Goodbye, everyone.